and welcome to this final Gibraltar Stories episode of 2019. In this episode, I'm sharing a special Olympics story with you. This year was a big one for sport in Gibraltar. Aside from the excitement of the Island Games this summer, which I shared with you in episodes 18 and 19, in March this year, a team from Special Olympics Gibraltar made the trip to Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates to represent Gibraltar in the 50th anniversary Special Olympics. One of those athletes was Julian de la Serres, who won a silver medal in golf. It's changed my life a lot. It's, it's helped me become more confident. Teamwork... I didn't used to be as great as teamwork from what past than I was, but now I'm better at it. And I've made so many new friends, <laughs> funny friends too, hilarious. And yeah, so yeah, it's changed my life a lot, yeah. We'll be hearing more from Julian and his Abu Dhabi experience later on. Each year in September, Special Olympics Gibraltar holds its own national games here on the rock. This year, the athletes who travelled to Abu Dhabi in March were able to enjoy the cheering of a home crowd as they competed. Ladies and gentlemen, athletes, it's my pleasure to declare these Special Olympics Gibraltar Games open! The opening ceremony of the 34th annual Gibraltar Games was held in the Victoria Stadium and athletes completed the torch relay with the help of Gibraltar law enforcement agencies. And there we go! After the Gibraltar Games, I caught up with Andrew Ramage. He's a Special Olympics coach, and in particular is Julian's golf coach. He also sits on the executive committee of Special Olympics Gibraltar. The Special Olympics uh, was uh, founded uh, just over 50 years ago now in America uh, by uh, Eunice Kennedy Shriver, who was um, the sister of jo- John F. Kennedy, and uh, they had a, a another sister who had special needs and they realised that there weren't the opportunities for people with intellectual disabilities to participate in sports the same way that everybody else did. So she founded Special Olympics and it's grown from there into a worldwide movement now. Um, we've just had our, our, our summer games in Abu Dhabi in March And there were, I think, around 200 countries represented there with about 7,000 athletes in total. So it's a a very big organisation now. Um, Special Olympics in Gibraltar was uh, founded 35 years ago now uh, by Annie Riso, who's uh, still our national director. And uh, we offer opportunities to around 70, 80 individuals with special needs in Gibraltar to participate in a range of sports. Um, We do football, we do swimming, we do athletics, uh, we do some smaller sports as well, such as golf. Um, We also do bocce. Uh, What's that? I've not heard of that. (laughs) 
Uh, bocce is like, it's a bit like Patank, the French game, a bit like uh, bowls. Um, it's played on a, a 60 foot court, which is surrounded by a frame. So the athletes can bounce their balls off the side of the frame if they want. It's, it's very good. It's, it's quite a popular sport in Special Olympics. Um, and we do that, we, we practice that in, down in the uh, GSLA every Monday evening. So, yeah, so there are various other sports. Um, for example, for the Winter Games, we uh, have done floorball in the past. And also, um, uh, we have done skiing, alpine skiing, um, which we did last time for the first time. Uh, we took a couple of athletes up to Sierra Nevada where they practiced up there and then competed on behalf of Gibraltar in the Games. So there are sort of smaller sports like that that we do, um, in that case specifically for the Games, but uh, they're all sports that the athletes enjoy. Yeah, what, what, what would you say this Special Olympics does for these athletes who take part? It's great to see the effects that it has on the athletes. Um, firstly, the enjoyment that they get out of the sports. Um, to take Julian, for example, you know, he may be somebody who has not excelled in any other sports, you know, when he was at school, uh, you know, any more sort of athletic sports, but we can offer him a sport such as golf, which really suits him down to the ground and which he loves. And it's, it's you know, it's very satisfying to see that. So it's good to see the enjoyment that they get out of the sport, the social interaction that they have with other athletes as well, um, particularly for people with special needs, that can be very difficult sometimes. And um, to see how they get on with each other, they, they motivate each other, they all encourage each other. Um, there's a, a great bond between a lot of our athletes. Um, so that is very good as well. And then, of course, we also give them the opportunity to travel to uh, foreign games. Um, this is not a, it's not guaranteed. Not everybody can be selected for every games. But um, as with the normal Olympics, every four years we have our World Summer Games. And every two years in between, well, every four years in between, we have our, our Winter Games. Um, and they can be very exciting. Um, so our athletes also have an opportunity to represent Gibraltar on the world stage. Um, and that has attracted quite a lot of attention before. Uh, uh, and it's great to see that, you know, our, a lot of our athletes, they come out of themselves. Whereas, you know, they may uh, be a bit restrained when, when they're in other situations. When they're actually competing in a sport with friends who they know well, um, they can really show another side to their characters, which is good. How did you get involved in Special Olympics yourself? <laughs> that was a long time ago. I've been involved for about 20 years. Um, I got involved because a friend of mine uh, had a brother who had Down syndrome and uh, he was helping with Special Olympics at the time and he, they were looking for volunteers and he asked me if I would, would be interested. 
Um, it was never something that I would have normally considered, not something I had considered before, but uh, once I started going, it's kind of addictive. Um, it, you, you really get attached to the athletes and, and to the, your fellow coaches, and uh, it, it's so satisfying that you just don't want to stop doing it. So I've just carried on since then. I've been involved in various different sports. Um, I actually started off uh, helping to coach athletics, and then I went on to swimming, um, and then from swimming on to bocce that we mentioned earlier. Um, I'm still helping with, with bocce coaching, but then about five years ago we set up the golf program for Special Olympics um, up at San Roque Club. Uh, and we still do that uh, every Saturday. We, we take athletes up there for a training session. Um, so I'm also involved in that, and I was also involved in the skiing as well. Yeah, that was my uh, my other friend getting his, I believe, was bronze. 2019 has been a year Julian will never forget. Not only did he turn 18 this year, he also represented Gibraltar at the 50th anniversary Special Olympics in Abu Dhabi. Julian, who has autism and a rare chromosome disorder, joined 7,000 other athletes from around 200 different countries competing at the Games. He told me that he never particularly excelled in sport at school, but found his passion for golf thanks to a family friend. My mum is friends with uh, my my co my call it co-star because she also got a silver medal, silver medal Nicholas Pius, my other golfer friend, and so she talked to his mom, and then his mom got me in uh, got me into Special Olympics, and then I started golf then. But I've been playing golf for about ten years now. So, and at what point did you realise you had a talent for it? Well, it's 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 different from other. Well, for me personally, it's different from other sports. It's just it's way more fun. Football, football is sorry, but football is like you just kicking a ball into a goal. It's, I know it's kind of the same. It has a ball and all that, but it's it's way more. It's complex. It's really fun anyway. Yeah, I imagine it needs a great deal of focus as well. Oh no, a great deal of focus. I mean, um, especially in Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, the course was complex. It was very hard. There were some holes that I just don't know how I managed it, but I did. There was one. The hole four was I had to hit over a hill, and then the green was on the other side on a hill too, slanted. But I I got it in two, and it was a. No, I, yeah, I got it in two. It was a par three, so I got it in two, and it was perfect. And that was my first shot on the course itself. Wow, that was a brilliant start yeah, for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I take you back to before you actually went, though, and all the preparation? How much practice did you have to do? Well, I practiced... Um, I practiced... Well, I, I occasionally... Normally, I, I practice on the weekend, on the Saturday afternoon. But... During the time pre uh, preparing for the competition, I was playing on the Saturday afternoon, Sunday, whatever time, and then also Wednesday afternoon after education and all that. So, yeah, I was I was working really hard. It must have been quite hard to balance that with the school and college work. Oh no, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I made my uh, <laughs> I made my exceptions. 
<laughs> I think you had a good excuse. <laughs> a good excuse, yeah. And what was it like in the build-up? What did you have any idea what what it was going to be like before you no, went? No, no, I, I had no clue. But I kind of partially knew what it was going to be like because of watching Olympics, Paralympics, other Olympics. Um, in the world or whatever so I, I more or less kind of knew but I didn't know the exact you know size of it now I've, I've seen videos on yeah. Facebook and, and whatever of the at the opening ceremony yeah. of the of the Special Olympics in Abu Dhabi can I take you back to that night and, and what kind of emotions were running through you then well the opening ceremony was amazing I mean I got to see some celebrities that I I never think I well obviously I see them in person but like no it was really good fireworks like and meeting everyone from all over the world is I've made some really great friends I've made friends in America Canada uh Malta friends in Malta so so yeah no it was good yeah and then the closing ceremony was even better because we had all our medals comparing it comparing from gold bronze silver all the other fourth place fifth place or whatever and then also it's it's emotional because it's like you make so many great friends and then you all have to leave them and you don't see them for another four years it's like oh i guess and after all the preparation as well and just yeah. to know you've been working to this point and all of a sudden it's it's all over <laughs> no yeah but it, it it wasn't sad i mean I, obviously i have to work hard now for the um uh for berlin in in four years so yeah i can't wait well, that's if I get selected. I have to work especially hard. So, yeah. Now, the, the actual competition itself, when you were in Abu Dhabi, you described your, your first shot getting uh, in two. Uh, how was the rest of uh, the course for you? Well, some holes are difficult. Some I didn't exactly do well. The, um, the, well, the last game I played, I didn't do too well on. I, I had to pull out on the last hole because... I took. I wasted too many shots. I landed in a bunker. It was the worst bunker I've ever landed in, the most infuriating bunker. And I had to pull out. It was got very emotional. I did cry because obviously I felt like I lost, and I was, you know, I was thinking, okay, I'm gonna get bronze at least. I'm gonna get bronze. That's it. You know, there was only three players, me included. But then it turns out that one of the first games, I got, I got in by two. So the uh, I actually got silver and I only got it by two. The other guy was two below me, so it was like wow, that wasn't. It was in very it. very close. Uh, I, we I <laughs> I was um, the people in charge. They put me in and they were like, oh, you got first place, and I was like, gold. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I know, but they made a mistake. It, they, uh, obviously, I don't know what went wrong, but they made a mistake, and I was actually silver. But I'm happy to get silver. I was happy to get any sort of medal anyway. So what, what does Special Olympics mean to you in your life? What's it added to your quality of life? Oh, it means everything. It's changed my life a lot. It's, it's helped me become more confident. Teamwork, I didn't used to be as great as teamwork from what past that I was. But now I'm better at it. And I've made so many new friends. <laughs> Funny friends too. Hilarious. And yeah, so yeah, it's changed my life a lot, yeah. What would you say to somebody who, you know, is just coming across Special Olympics for the first time and perhaps considering getting involved themselves? Do it. Totally, 100% do it. I mean, it really does change your life. It's like, 
I, I, I don't know how to put it into words, but it like it really is. It's it's it really does change your life. It really does. You go from like zero to hero, one hundred percent. And what about um, when you returned along with your fellow athletes? Mm-hmm. What was the reception you, you got when you came home? Well, obviously it was big. Gibraltar is um, it may be a small country, but we're obviously we're big and we're proud and whatever. So so yeah, no, it was really good. Yeah. I got a lot of praise, obviously. I the governor came and saw me in when I was playing, practicing golf in the in in Abu Dhabi, and then I also got to see him in the garden party. We were all invited, so I talked to him and we agreed on me staying in the convent <laughs> in December for one night. So, so yeah, no, it's like. No, it's really good, yeah. That's a wonderful really opportunity. You're going to get to sleep in the, sleep in the, in the convent. convent. <laughs> not many people can say that. No, no, not at all, no. It's, uh, it's very nice. It's, uh, yeah, I think it, I'm very lucky to have got that opportunity. And uh, anybody who's been in Gibraltar since around about the time of the Island Games onwards can't fail to have noticed um, the bus stops. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. the special olympic athletes have got their their photos on the bus stops yeah how was that going around and, and oh, seeing pictures um, of yourself and your your fellow colleagues plastered all over bus stops around gibraltar i could have got a better haircut to be honest <laughs> <laughs> maybe a bit more but no it, it was good it was it, it it's good having your like a good senior face out there every now and then it's so but like no, yeah, it was good. It was it was great. Yeah. And what kind of reaction have you had from from friends and family who've seen it? Oh, I've had great reactions. <laughs> Plenty of great reactions. Yeah. And uh, what does the future hold for you as far as your golfing's concerned? Just uh, focusing on Focus, four years time. Focusing on four years time. Yeah, that's it. Really, we'll see what the future. What else the future has for me? And that overnight stay, courtesy of His Excellency the Governor of Gibraltar, well, it happened at the start of December to coincide with International Day of Persons with Disabilities. Julian spent over an hour with the Governor, Lieutenant General Ed Davis, before heading to his accommodation in the Elliott Suite in the convent. Julian said afterwards that despite his concern about having an encounter with the convent's resident ghost, the Grey Lady, he had the best night's sleep he'd ever had. Julian's coach Andrew says his talent for the sport of golf was evident from early on. It, it, it was obvious he was very enthusiastic about it when he started doing the golf. It was also obvious he had a talent um, and so I got to know Julian quite well through golf. Um, I actually was responsible for him in Abu Dhabi um, so you, you do sort of bond quite well with the athletes there and obviously we also have some social events as well where you meet the athletes as well so it's, it's not just about a, a, a training session um, there are other opportunities to, to, to meet and socialise as well. It sounds like you, you develop quite a deep relationship with, with the athletes that you're coaching do, I do with all of them, I think, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think you have to. I think, you know, I, I look at them as friends just as much as, as athletes. Um, and I, I don't know, it's, it's, as I say, it's just kind of addictive. You, just as you would meet up with your, your other friends, so you meet up with your athletes. and It's good. 
And uh, judging by uh, what we've heard in the news recently, you have brand new facilities here in Gibraltar, so Special Olympics <laughs> is going from strength to strength by the looks of things. Yes, we've received a lot of support from the government, um, and we now have our, our sports complex at Europa. Um, it's literally, the paint is only just dried, it's, it's, we, we are still getting it off the ground, uh, we're planning on having an official opening ceremony sometime in the beginning of next year, um, but it's very exciting because for the first time we have purpose-built facilities, it's a lovely facility, it's got a full five-a-side court there, it's got a cafeteria, it's got a gymnasium the athletes can use. Um, so yeah, we are very excited about that. And what kind of difference do you think that those facilities are going to make in, in performance for athletes and just the general well-being of them? I think um, more than anything else, it will provide us with a home, and it's, it gives us more of an identity. And it's somewhere with the cafeteria facilities. It's somewhere the athletes can go. Even if they're not competing, they can just go get away from their house or from, from wherever and they can meet up with their friends and it provides, you know, a base for us to, to, to give them social interaction um, as well as encouraging the sporting activities as well. Um, with the gymnasium, they can use that at any time. They will be able to use that at any time. So, you know, it provides sort of very good health benefits as well for them. My thanks to Andrew Ramage and, of course, to Julian de la Serres for speaking to me for this Special Olympics-themed Gibraltar story. If you'd like to find out more about Special Olympics Gibraltar, you can find a link to their website in the show notes for this episode. And that almost brings this episode of Gibraltar Stories to an end. This time last year, Gibraltar Stories was just an idea which I'd been mulling over for many months. My sincere thanks to the many people who gave their time to speak to me for the podcast, and especially to Neil Warburton at IamUnknown.com for creating the beautiful Gibraltar Stories logo and the Gibraltar Stories website. Without his help... I wouldn't have been able to achieve all I have done this year and reach podcast listeners not just here in Gibraltar, the UK and over the border in Spain, but as far away as the USA, the Dominican Republic, Australia and New Zealand, Singapore, Russia, India, Nepal, Israel and Hong Kong, to name just a few of the locations that have appeared in the Gibraltar Stories stats over the last 12 months. Thank you all very much for the support this year and I look forward to coming back in 2020 with some more interesting Gibraltar stories for you. In total, there have been 34 episodes of Gibraltar stories so far, including a mini-series of six episodes on the 50th anniversary of the closure of the border between Gibraltar and Spain in 1969. They're all still available for you to listen to on the Gibraltar Stories website, as well as on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud and Spotify, as well as on other podcast apps as well. If you've enjoyed listening to any of the episodes this year, please consider rating and reviewing Gibraltar Stories on your favourite podcast app or sharing it with your friends. I'd love to be able to build on the success of the podcast so far. Gibraltar Stories is presented, produced and edited by me, Lindsay Weston. All that's left for me to say is thank you very much for listening and I look forward to bringing you more Gibraltar Stories next year.